This little light of mine. Welcome to the Witness to Love podcast, where we discuss the transforming power of authentic witnesses and community that marriages and families create for our church and world. I'm Mary Rose Verrett. And I'm Ryan Verrett. We are a Catholic married couple seeking to draw other married couples closer to Christ. We release a podcast every third Thursday of the month. Thank you for tuning in. We're so glad you are here. Father Blake Dubrock, so good to be sitting with you in person. We're not on a phone or in a video. We get to sit with you, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I um, really enjoy being here. It is nice to be in communion with yeah. people. You know? <laughs> We're do- this is virtual for, for most people, right? They're listening in their homes or are together, um, but this is uh, communal for us in, in a real incarnational way, which I love. Yeah, and, Father, you just had a really big weekend, and uh, can you tell us about what you do and a little bit about yourself and what this weekend was about? Yeah, so I'm the vocations director for the Diocese of Lafayette, Louisiana, here in South Louisiana. I'm also the parochial vicar at St. Bernard Parish in Brobridge, Louisiana. Um, But we just had the great privilege in this diocese to ordain three young men um, to the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And such a powerful ceremony on Saturday morning. And then we had three first masses for these guys. And so uh, Saturday evening, we had a mass in Abbeville um, for Father Steph Lemaire on Sunday morning, we had a Mass in Scott for Father Connor Poirier, and then on Sunday evening, we had a Mass, his first Mass for Father Casey Dugat in Baldwin, Louisiana. So all over the diocese, uh, people were rejoicing. Um, so it's exhausting. It's full It's full of grace, but it, it's, it's a lot of work. But it's just so beautiful to see the encouragement from these young men who entered the priesthood and that their communities that supported them all these years. And so we're coming off the heels of that. A uh, lot to celebrate, now a little rest and recovery. Too. Yeah, yeah, and I know, uh, I know, uh, you know, we, we could talk for a really long time. But what what uh, attracted you in uh, in your your calling to become a, a parish priest? Oh man, um, I guess I I grew up in a family, right? I grew up in in kind of the mess of a family, and I saw how the priest was instrumental in uniting families and directing them towards their good. Right? And so there, there was always like the central focus point that people would kind of go back to and realign their values, realign their purpose, and realign their identity. And so the, the priest was always this kind of centralized figure that came from a family and yet was kind of to try to direct them towards their end, which is heaven, ultimately. Um, and so being a parish priest, I, I get to be with families and in families' lives and then grow with families and then kind of help purify their own uh, desires their own intentions and help them understand the great mystery and the great identity that they have in Christ and then to encourage them to live that out. So the parish life is always going to be the the bridge, I think, between uh, the world, the mess that we're kind of in, and, and heaven and and, uh, <laughs> and and the sacred order of things. And so to be a bridge is is from that world to the next has always been attractive mm-hmm. to me or just the call, really, what the Lord has asked me to do. That's so beautiful and so so powerful, Father. And I, uh, you know, Ryan and I are always talking about how the um, the kitchen table, you know, the, the health of the kitchen table in, in every family's home, uh, you know, it is as healthy as that table is. That's how healthy the the altar at church is going to be because the church is made up of family. So I love how you're like just connecting it all together. That um, the just nourishing and, and supporting the the health of the families in your community. Um, and I know that our, our topic here uh, that we've been talking about really this whole year is um, is the is belonging. 
And uh, I love in, uh, in the little video clip, and for everyone listening to this podcast, if you haven't been uh, following along with the uh, videos for our Be Light series, uh, Father uh, DeBrock, along with uh, many other wonderful priests, each month uh, records a little video on belonging. And uh, Father, your video is so beautiful, and, and the, the part that really uh, struck me is when you were talking about how um, if, if you really believe that you belong, um, that's going to impact uh, your life, your relationships, the, the way you live your life, the way you understand um, really the gift that the gifts that God has given to you, and, and just how you live out your life. And so, I would just love to, to discuss that you know, here on, on the podcast today. But um, do you have any uh, maybe just stories to share about couples who maybe have witnessed that, or just in your own life? Yeah, um, I guess a couple things that kind of pop up immediately when you brought up you know the belonging idea. I actually had a, uh, a young woman in consecrated virginity formation right now come up to me the other day, and she's constantly always, you know, understanding vocation. She's very theologically sound, and she said, you know, I think there's a, you know, sometimes a crisis in vocations because you can't respond to God's call if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. right? And she begins to identify, she's like, if we teach people their true identity in Christ, then it's easier for them to respond to what God is asking them to do. And so fundamentally, you have to teach them their identity. You have to root them in that they belong to Christ. God is written within them. He is a triune, he's communal, and he's in there. And so like, then from there, like, the mission becomes easier to follow and it's clearer. Um, and to see that is just like for her to recognize that, this young girl in her mid-20s, um, and wanting to help other people have the same clarity that she does, is just like revealing. Yeah, she found out who she was because she found um, she is made in God's image and likeness and now she knows a clear path to this consecrated life. And then we always see that, right, in couples that, that have been married for long periods of time in their lives. You know, you think about... Um, just yesterday, actually, after one of the morning masses, I had a couple coming to me after mass, or I was standing outside, and they said, um, yeah, Father, it's our 50th wedding anniversary um, this week. Can you just give us a little blessing? You know, I, and I was just like, whoa, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of expand on that. That's, it's beautiful, you know? And, and so I took him inside. I went to the marriage right broke. There's a beautiful blessing in the back on the anniversary of someone. And, uh, and they stood before one another in the sanctuary again, holding hands, facing each other, with tears in their eyes, thanking the Lord, saying, um, and the, the right says something to the extent of, blessed are you, Lord, who gave me my wife. And he says, Judy. And then she said, blessed are you, Lord, who gave me my husband, uh, Tommy. And so they get together and they get to say that the Lord gave them to each other. So they are rooted in the Lord. They knew that the God would always provide for them if they trusted him. And then looking back 50 years later, they're saying, look, Lord, you provided for me this spouse, this union, this life that has given me so much. Um, and so just to see people live that out because they know that they belong to him. And as a good father, he's going to provide for them. And they begin to trust him. And then they see how he does that in their own vocation um, to marriage, you know, or even religious life as this young girl's kind of discovering that, that that's what she's called to do. That is, that's so beautiful. Just the, the witness of a couple married 50 years and that they, you know, they, 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 they desired that blessing, you know, right. and that they, um, they were able to experience the right of blessing. And it's Ryan and I have given a date night talks where, uh, the priest will come out and just say, everybody here, hold hands mm-hmm. and then do the right of blessing. And most of them have never heard it before. The new right of blessing is 
gorgeous. So you know, anyone who's listening who is celebrating a, a marriage anniversary, um, find your priest, ask for that little blessing, <laughs> yes, yes. because it is not so little, and it's, it's really beautiful. I really love that connection um, between understanding our identity and belonging. I think when we were envisioning and discerning this, this year of belonging, we we knew that it was an important first step, being um, restored and being in, in God's image and likeness, and that it's really there's a there's a tendency today for people to kind of um, maybe to not feel connected to, to push back to so. push to push back and and maybe also just because of whatever our own uh, experience was growing up, a lot of couples their parents were maybe divorced, uh, maybe they were just in in high school or college and didn't have you know maybe. The, the best situation with friends or so, but now though, you know, that, that deep connection between growing and identity, you were referring to being basically being kind of abiding in Christ and being connected into Christ. How do you see that in, in your experience in, in the parish, the necessity of couples, just in very practical ways, being rooted in the parish life? So one of the ways um, I see it's kind of fundamental is one, they're, they're showing up to church, right? And they often feel like, lost or why am I here to maybe to from the beginning they're like oh what is going on and then they look around and they see a lot of other people young families and couples in the same boat and that's that's okay like when they see when they show up and say lord you've made me you called me to be part of this and then why is that the case and I have kids running around and it's kind of like I feel like I'm annoying people but and then um at the nine o'clock mass or the eleven o'clock mass there's so many kids, like there's like this little hum that goes on. And mm. I thank them. I've, I've done it multiple times at the end of Mass. Thank you for bringing your families here. Thank you for making this place alive with, with the voices. And so what's happened after that is those families have then begin to gather outside the church. We put up a little swing on the big oak tree. Mm. And so the kids run to that. And what has happened just organically because they're showing up is that they have become connected right through their kids and now through the faith that they're they're deepening it. So we've been invited only even as of recently to people's houses that just become connected to one another because they decided to show up individually as a family because they knew it was important to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they go there and they see other young families, other married couples um, that want the same thing. And so they connect on that level. And now the community is this chain link is getting stronger and stronger, rooted in their connection to God, to their creator, to the Eucharist, to the sacraments. And those are the sources of their deep conversations, which just kind of happens by showing up because they, they followed this little, maybe even faint voice to be part of the parish, to go into the church doors with kids, that, and then they see these others. And they and to some degree, we try to connect them, but they reach out too. And we're trying to do these small group networks just like this, right? Be Light is is to to connect and watch how you grow like in a real depth and, and a real beyond the surface level things. And that's what people want. We're, we're hungry for this real identity. And you can only find that identity in community because God himself is a communion of relationships. And so it deepens the reality. Of yeah, that. I love that. Uh, that's that swing. I, I, I noticed <laughs> that. It's uh, and, and we've seen that also. I think when traveling around the U.S. and going to parishes that use witness to love, and sometimes there's engaged couples that this is the first time they've been to mass in, in quite a while. Sometimes they've been going for a while, and it's there's no shame in that. There's no condemnation. Uh, but uh, you know, I know sometimes some maybe couples that had hadn't been going to mass in a long time, they don't really have churchy clothes, right? Quote unquote, and that's okay because they 
they they've grown in this this uh, new identity and but that 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 re- those relationships and those people kind of hanging around and, and I love that obviously speaking to those families with children huge <laughs> benefit when when you can hear those sounds because it does sound like a house and I think that's a, that's the connection between the parish and the domestic church that it sound it should sound similar things mm-hmm. said in the church we should be saying in the house. And vice versa, right? There should be a right. connection. A church should not sound like a cemetery. Or a museum. Right. <laughs> a museum. But, you know, it really should be alive. And it's it's those voices. And, and you know, sometimes we travel, and, and, you know, especially outside of the United States, um, and you know, it's just there's no kids in the church except our kids. You know, sometimes, you know, just especially daily masses, there's just not, not many. And it's, it's, I think, the more that people feel welcome and feel that they belong uh, in their church communities, the more they're going to be able to be really on mission and be able to uh, live out their Catholic faith and live out their identity. And uh, maybe what would you say, Father, are some concrete things that either couples can do in their own church community um, or just that the church communities can do to, to help families really feel that they belong so that they can you know, live out their mission and their identity? Yeah, maybe a couple things. Um, that, and I guess maybe I can speak better from a church parish community mm-hmm. uh, standpoint. Like the church has to be welcoming and open, open, and like seek these these individuals out. So I'm very blessed to have um, the Witness Love program at our parish. One of the fruits of that I've seen recently: a couple came to me. They want to get married in the church. I was like, okay, well, this is what we do. This is how I want you to be formed. We value marriage so much that we want to prepare you for this great sacrament, and this is what how we do this and so the requirements are kind of a little scavenger hunt program is to with your mentor couple go to mass and this couple had admittedly not been to mass in a long time uh, and so they come to mass and it's like come as you are like this is a home and and i want you to come to to worship our lord to experience his love and then what happens they get out you know mass and with their mentor couple and they see all these other families and they're like this is what we want for our family Right. And this is this is what we are actually called to. We've been missing it because we didn't show up. And part of it is because we have a great marriage prep program and people want the sacraments or someone wants to get baptized. They're, these are kind of initial initial sacraments that bring people back to the church. And so it's really for us right now. Sometimes the only way we can capture some of these kind of families that have been lost. And, and I get maybe some of you have been kind of these families as well, too. Like the church just wants to embrace you. Right. Not condemn you, but say, look, come in. Let us show you the beauty of the sacrament that you are preparing for that you've been engaged in and so we capture in these moments when they're preparing for marriage this great sacrament and for baptism or for confirmation um uh, first communion we've had so many families come back because they're doing sacramental prep for their kids and they're like oh i forgot we hadn't gone to mass in a long time and so those are just for like the parish standpoint we see these as points of contact where we get to encounter and share the good news of the identity that they are and then remind people because it's so easy to get lost yes, you know forget. it is and to forget and that's why i think like it helps us when we activate like our identity the moving from our belonging, right, to, in some sense, to, like, the creed that we profess, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then that becomes, like, when I say these things over and over again, like, when a married couple renews their vows every year, or they look at their promises on their uh, anniversary, like, you know what that's going to do? It's going to remember the mission that I have in this sacrament, you know, Mm -hmm. to say, oh, yeah, to honor you all the days of my love, to love you, and I've encouraged um, families to do that. There was one, the um, Holy Thursday Mass we had this, uh, this year, 
what priests do that day is Christmas Mass. And so we all go and we renew our promises. And so I had to take a deep examination of myself that you're like, Lord, where have I failed you in my promises? So what I did for Mass that night, I was preaching that night, and I, I shared that with the congregation. I said, here's what I did. I renewed my promises, and this is where I failed you. And I said, I'm sorry for not being there for some of you whenever you called, or, or I didn't respond. And I said, and I just was honest, and because I wanted them, my bride, to forgive me. And so then I asked them to do that within their marriages, mm. right? Go back and look at your promises you made and ask your spouse for forgiveness, right? You're not mad at me for asking for forgiveness. In fact, you'd love me even more. Mm -hmm. And so do that in your marriages. And so, but for that couple that they get some of that this year just by stepping in the church. And so the church parish sees these initial contacts of like um, baptism, confirmation, marriage preparation, and, uh, and, and other sacraments that to be a key of like reminding you where, who you are and whose you are. And so then that helps them reaffirm what we believe about ourselves too, you know? Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> and such a good, uh, kind of good concluding point, you know, for, for the, this, this, uh, conversation, this year of belonging, um, and going now into this, this very important next step, uh, closer, discerning and understanding look of, of what we believe and that we believe together and that it's not a just a I believe and but it's that we believe and um I don't know Father can you uh just maybe wrap up this this year with a little bit of a, of a prayer in this area and maybe just give a blessing to all the listeners as we as we go into this second year now yeah let's do that let's just kind of call to mind uh, the great identity we have been given right and that we belong to a body we belong to the mystical body of Christ, all of us who have been baptized, and to help us understand that true identity of the indwelling Trinity within us. And then with that identity, we must move with that. It must bring us to a missionary uh, spot of like service, a service within our marriages to lay down our lives for others. And Lord, you have called us to this great service. Help us to continue to meditate on this great identity that you give us, but also to fulfill um, the creed of our lives, that we believe we are your sons and daughters. We believe you have called us to espousal love. We believe that you want us to be fruitful and faithful. And um, it is whenever we proclaim that with our lives and with our words that it resubstantiates our true identity and our belonging to you. And so we ask, Heavenly Father, that you protect us, you root us deeply, and you give us the power of your Spirit to help us to move forward in the sacrament of matrimony to all the sacraments um, that you have planted and you have used to sanctify our love for you. And we give you thanks and praise for this great mystery that it, we are in your body and in Christ, your Son. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. This is, uh, it's just been beautiful to uh, wait to wrap up the year. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, we hope you'll journey with us into the year of believing. This little light of mine. Thanks for joining the Witness to Love podcast today. You can learn more about our tools to support God's beautiful vision for your marriage at witnesstolove.org. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to connect with you. Share how you and your spouse are being a witness to love in our world by using Witness to Love Movement hashtag on social media, and you'll have a chance to be featured in our stories. Always remember your marriage is called to be a light in the world. We'll see you next month. May God bless your marriage. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine
shine, let it shine.